Okay, here it is. U.S. military strength downgraded to weak. Well, maybe that's because of your stupid policies to be equitable instead of doing what our military is supposed to do and create war-fighting warriors, men or women. But instead, we don't want the best of the best. So if we just downgrade our, our training requirements so that more people can be equal, equally weaker, I guess, is what it comes out to be. Because if you couldn't pass all the physical tests before when the bar was up here, Uh, and that's one of the, the major differences between men and women. Men just have more physical strength because that's the way God built our bodies. That the women couldn't get in there. So if we had to lower that bar down to where just a few of them could get in there. And then, you know, more more men would be able to achieve that spot too. So it's making it more equitable. So the, the weaker men and just... The strongest women could all be at the same level. Now, I'm not dissing on the people that are in the military with that. That's that. The people that are in there, I'm sure you do a fine job even not hitting that higher bar. But has it been tested all the way into vicious combat? That's the part I don't know. And we will have to see. So, this is a Heritage Foundation report. Uh, yeah, your other loser in command here, Mark Milley, General Mark Milley. Um, really should be charged for treason for what he did to, with Trump and China. Anyway, that's a whole other story there. The U.S. military is at growing risk of not being able to meet the demands of defending America's vital national interest, according to an annual report released by the Heritage Foundation, a Washington-based conservative think tank. This is the logical consequence of years of sustained use, underfunding, poorly defined priorities, wildly shifting security policies, exceedingly poor discipline and program execution, <clears throat> and a profound lack of seriousness across the national security establishment, even as threats to U.S. interests have surged, the report says. Since 2015, the Heritage Foundation has published published the index of U.S. military strength based on a consistent set of criteria to gauge the military's ability to perform. The most recent report is for 2023. It is about the number of ships and planes we have. It's also about personnel, and we're having a very hard time in recruitment because of the woke agenda. Who could have seen that coming? Because the last time I checked, the most, the most people that go into the military our country boys and girls. Unless you're trying to get a college education, then you're the city boys and girls. Uh, that's all you're really joining the military for in the first place was for the free education or whatever benefits they're giving you to entice you to even join the military in the first place. My philosophy is, is I'm old. Probably not super athletic as far as stamina, but if I got to freaking pick up a rifle and do some freaking killing, 
I'm going to do it. Especially people come in here and invading my country, endangering my family. And I'm going to take that to God. In recruitment, because of the woke agenda, that one particular political movement in this country prioritizes over American military readiness. Kevin Robert, president of the foundation, said in a presentation about the report. And I've even said that myself because I've understood what the policies coming out for the military are, and they are ridiculous. I mean, essentially, it's trying to recruit transgenders because because if you start going to the military and you want to get a sex change guess who's going to pay for it the military will pay for it just come sign up we'll cut off your junk that really doesn't make any sense there is no way as our scholars report the united states can engage in a two-front war and in fact we're increasingly increasingly dubious that we could even engage in a single front war because of this lack of readiness he said, considering the existential threat in the world, which is the Chinese Communist Party, obviously rejuvenated after Xi Jinping's re-election on Sunday, or his mandated saying, hey, hanging it out, dude. There's no uh, election. I'm just saying I'm going to be here a while longer. Uh, the United States needs to get busy in fixing this problem. U.S. military power. The report assessed military power in three areas, capability, capacity, and readiness. Looking at each branch, branch individually, it considered force size, modernization programs, unit readiness, and the combat power, land, sea, air, and space, each service represents. The report measured branches on this scale very weak, weak, marginal, strong, and very strong. The report ranks the Army's capability as marginal, capacity as weak, and readiness as very strong. Well, I guess it depends on how you look at readiness. Because if you're marginal, your capacity is weak, uh, but somehow your readiness is very strong, because basically they're going to tell you, hey, you're, you're being deployed, that you pretty much have to do it. That's their, uh, their readiness. <laughs> uh, the overall score for the Army is marginal, the same as last year. The Army is, again... Air. The Army is aging faster than it is modernizing. It remains weak in capacity with only 62% of the force it should have, the report says. However, 25 of its 31 regular Army Brigade combat teams are at the highest state of readiness, thus earning a readiness score of very strong and conveying the sense that the service knows what it needs to do to prepare for the next major conflict. Yeah, we just throw a bunch of people over there and uh, hope there's still some standing when it's all over. <laughs> When the dust settles, the Navy's capabilities ranked as very weak, capacities marginal, and readiness as weak. Its overall score is weak, downgraded from last year's ranking as marginal. The Navy needs a battle force of 400 manned ships to do what is expected of it today, the report says, but the Navy's current battle force fleet is 298 ships. On the current trajectory, the Navy will shrink to 280 ships by 2037. That'll cause a problem i guess if there's still a lot of unrest in the world so it's you know the rest of the world's going crazy we might as well just go crazy with them and just get rid of our military altogether if we're just going to keep making it smaller i mean our technology is good but it ain't going to solve everything there's still 
got to have people doing bad things to make good come out of it. Uh, current and forecasted levels of funding will prevent the Navy from altering its de decline unless Congress undertakes extraordinary efforts to increase assured funding for several years, the report says. Are you kidding me? Our military has such a bloated budget, it's... Uh, well, let's put it this way. The soldiers aren't getting increases, but the, the military-industrial complex, Congress just gives them more money than what they're even asking for. If I don't remember, let's see, my, my numbers might be a little off here, but it was something like $840 billion last whatever budget. $840 billion. We spend more on our military than like 20 other countries or something like that. Something ridiculous. What's, what's it getting us? A smaller military? Better weapons? Better planes? That What? You still got to have people flying drones. Is it going to be all AI? And the government brass and stuff can just say, uh, go kill these people. Collateral damage. Oops. Whatever. They were in the zone. With no attachment to it. Which I'm all for if we're going into a war. To go in and just kick some trash. And don't even worry about taking names. Just go in, do your job, and get out. Not this 20-year crap of, oh, we're going to do... We can't do this because... It might make the Taliban feel bad. It took us like, what, 15 years, something like that, to get Osama bin Laden? You ask me, 20 years of war has been pretty dang good to a lot of people. Um, let's see. Some pilots were grounded due to refusal to get the COVID-19 shot. There's where a lot of your military went right there as well, out of every branch. They give zero, you know what, as far as any kind of exemptions. You either get it or you're out. Limited flying time for pilots. Uh, the Marines are also fast-tracking the acquisition of new anti-ship and anti-air weapons. The Space Force, established in 2019, is ranked as weak in all categories. There's little evidence that the Space Force has improved its readiness to provide nearly real-time support to... Well, here's the problem. You can give any government branch or whatever unlimited amounts of money. And you know what's going to get better? Nothing. Because they don't have any clue of real-world practicality. Now, if you own a small business, you have to make a budget. And you have to make stuff work. If something don't work in the government, they just ask for more money. How would that be? Oh, boy. And then with that, you just print more money. Anyway, so basically this article goes on and just says we lack leadership. 
Considering the branches together, the U.S. military posture is rated as weak. The report include, concludes that the current U.S. military force is at significant risk of not being able to meet the demands of a single major regional conflict while also attending to various presence and engagement activities. The military forces are ill-equipped to handle two nearly simultaneous conflicts, and the situation is made more difficult by the weak condition of key military allies, the report says. The report also explores the military threats in the world, ranking the level of threats from China, Russia, Iran, North Korea, and non-state terrorist groups. U.S. Rep. Mike Gallagher, a former Marine, spoke Tuesday in a presentation about the report and discussed how President Joe Biden's administration has embraced the concept of integrated deterrence, which has de-emphasized hard power and attempted to achieve deterrence by better integrating soft power, such as sanctions, working closely with allies and using technology. These tax tactics did not stop Russian President Vladimir Putin from invading Ukraine, and it won't stop China from invading Taiwan, Gallagher said. We don't lack options, we lack leadership, he said. I'll agree with that. You know, if we finally get good leadership back in there that are making sane and logical choices for our military people, I'll start telling people, yeah, if you want to join the military, then yeah, it's a good time. Right now, though, I don't. I don't encourage anybody to join the military, especially not our young men and women. Like, find something else to do with your life. Because the you're basically just signing up to be a pawn for politicians to make a buttload of money off the military-industrial complex. I think that's why they keep giving them more money than they ask for, because they know they're just going to get it back somewhere in kickbacks or uh insider trading because they know hey we're gonna pass this big bill and it's gonna benefit these companies here and we're getting ready to go into a war and maybe i'll buy stock in all these uh little missile building companies and yeah you know insider trading so anyways that's that what else do i got out here yeah our uh lovely joe biden Keep saying our economy is strong as hell. Our economy's good. It's best. It's up like twenty percent in the stock market. <laughs> uh, I just got a update on mine the other day. Looking at it, I'm up down over six thousand dollars, which to some investors is probably not a lot of money, but to me, that's a pretty good chunk of change. And I'm getting older, and I can't afford to just keep. A Dumping money into the stock. I don't, you know, I don't understand the stock market to begin with because it seems to me like there's just fake money floating in these valuations. It's not like a dollar, like everybody throws in a dollar, you can take out the dollar. It's, oh, this company's worth this now. So now your dollar bought in here, now it's all of a sudden worth $10. To me, that makes zero sense if you don't have even playing field of dollars going in to what goes out. You know what I mean? It just seems fake money. Like they're just making up numbers. <laughs> and then the rich people pull their money out and you get screwed. <laughs> uh, that's what it seems like to me. Um, here's another one. U.S. Air Force intercepts a Russian nuclear-capable bombers off the Alaskan coast. Maybe Putin's got a little something-something up his sleeve after all. Well, it's hard to say because 
I've read these articles for years now that Russian bombers and MiGs and whatever else flying off the coast of Alaska. And realistically, world leaders know when we have a weak leader, which is what we have now with Joe Biden. I mean, he's a feeble old man, still going back to his old ways of sniffing young girls and whatever creepy things he does. So they're still trying to destroy that Tara Reid lady that came out before the election saying that he had basically sexually assaulted her. Media tried to bury it, discredit her, you know, right out of the Clinton playbook. Oh, somebody's going to accuse Bill of harassment and these other things. Let's make their life hell, which is basically what's happened to her. She can't get a job anywhere. Because everybody's just like, well, right now, you know, why? Well, if Joe Biden's in there, if we hire you, then it could make our business dealings really rough. And we just don't want that. You know, maybe after he's out of office, we could hire you. Bunch of freaking pansies. That's all I got to say. We don't protect our women anymore. Our woke corporations are weak. They're weak-ass individuals. That just have given into the woke agenda, which I keep trying to encourage people to get away from these companies that hate you. They want your money, but they hate you and your values. So, I don't know. All I got to say is just, I know it's hard. And I'm still guilty of buying crap from places I know I shouldn't, but the options are limited. (laughs) unfortunately. So I get it. If you can't spend the extra money with companies that, you know, either make the stuff here in America because it it's just more expensive. I, I don't understand how or why, but probably mostly because we have to import everything to make stuff here anymore. We have no steel companies. I don't think we make steel here in, in America anymore. We can make copper products. I mean, they used to work at the smelter here in Utah. They'd produce copper and sell it to industry. Then they turn it into whatever, wire or computer chips or whatever it goes into. Anything that needs copper. Um, Let's see. Oh, here's another one. Uh, Biden administration's mismanagement increases risk of Russian nuclear strike, former national security officials. And my take is, is uh, if stuff does go south, I'm not going to worry about it. It's like I'm not going to go build a bunker. I'm just going to deal with the consequences as they come. That's that's just life. If it ends tomorrow, well, that was God's plan for me to be not on this earth anymore. I'm going to have to keep thanking God that I can spend another day here. Every day I wake up. Because any day could be our last. And if it ends up nuclear war, getting a car wreck, I mean, how many people die every day? Heart attacks, I mean, everything. If you're still here, you're one of the lucky few that God wasn't done with whatever you're doing here yet. And I know that's going to upset some people that I say that, but that's just my feelings. A lack of solid intelligence on Russian nuclear escalation doctrine under Russian President Vladimir Putin combined with the diplomatic blunderings of the Biden administration 
has created a dangerous nuclear standoff in Europe, according to former national security officials and experts. Consequently, the likelihood of a Russian tactical nuclear strike to change the balance of power in Russia's invasion of Ukraine is difficult to assess, they agreed, but the threat is real. Meanwhile, an end to the war by negotiating a settlement with re- will remain elusive, experts say, because both sides continue to underestimate the desire of all parties, Ukraine, Europe, the United States, and Russia, for total victory in the war. Thus, the strategic nuclear ambiguity faced by the Biden administration could increase the risks in the Russian invasion of Ukraine because President Joe Biden has previously shown a remarkable ability to misunderstand Putin, which the experts said, after Putin's own miscalculations, is a main cause of the war today. Whether those miscalculations will eventually force Putin from power is also difficult to say, according to the analysts leading to a standstill in Russia's invasion of Ukraine and Putin's attempt to cobble together a new Russian empire. The three national security experts interviewed by the Epoch Times all agreed that unlike in the days of the Soviet Union, where the top man in the Kremlin more or less shared power with the Politburo, whatever that is, maybe that's the political thing in today's Russia, where Putin's power-sharing arrangements with other leaders are murky, the process by which nuclear release decisions happen also remains murky. Putin threatens nukes while Biden talks Armageddon. Also another thing that's come out. So, are they trying to get us all annihilated? Because I guarantee, like the president and top politicians and officials, they all have nuclear bunkers with supplies that they can go hide out in. Guess what? We're all screwed. (laughs) Putin has a long history of making nuclear threats to quell opposition to his land grabs that stretch back to the annexation of Crimea in 2014. As the Russian leader launched the invasion of Ukraine in February, Putin wasted no time in playing the nuclear card, putting his nuclear forces on high alert while warning other countries that they would face consequences greater than any you have faced in history if they interfered with the invasion. In September, Putin alluded to the use of weapons in a speech given before Russia annexed Ukrainian land. If the territorial integrity of our nation is threatened, we will certainly use all the means that we have to defend Russia and our people. It's not a bluff, Putin said. And I would take him at his word, personally. Because, like I say, if the rumors, I guess, are true, that he does have cancer again and his days are limited, what has he got to lose? It might be one of those suicidal missions of, hey, guess what? I'm going to be dead. I'm taking as many of you out with me as possible. And just and they have over 6,000 nukes, I think it is, and we're second of 5,000-something, or just under 5,000. So let's just say, you know, he decides to start lobbing these babies at everybody and anybody at any given time, and those things are just flying off in every which direction. You're not going to be able to stop them all. And what if you do? Blow them up in the sky and then nuclear fallout all over the place? You're just as bad. Okay, so Biden administration officials responded by vowing catastrophic consequences. Should Russia deploy nuclear weapons in the war in Ukraine? Meanwhile, Biden earlier this month said the Russian invasion invokes the highest prospect of Armageddon since Kennedy in the Cuban Missile Crisis. 
Putin is not joking when he talks about potential use of a tactical nuclear weapons or biological or chemical weapons because his military is, you might say, significantly, significantly underperforming, the president said on October 6th. Uh, and then Russia's vague nuclear doctrines. John Bolton, former National Security Advisor during the Trump administration, told the Epic Times in an interview that earlier statements by Biden that implied that the United States might now take actions against minor incursions into Ukraine helped encourage Putin to invade Ukraine. Similarly, Putin may have come to the conclusion based on previous inaction by both Biden and Biden's Democratic predecessor, former President Barack Obama, that a nuclear response would force the United States to negotiate, experts said. Meanwhile, there's no real clarity such as a written or agreed-to Russian, doc Russian doctrine about the use of nuclear weapons, said Bolton, which adds to the confusion. It's hard to call someone something a doctrine when they've never used it in warfare, Bolton told the Epic Times. They have their phrases that people throw about, like escalate to de-escalate, meaning in the Russian approach, they will use a nuclear weapon to kind of shock to the other side and then force them to de-escalate, a former official said. And I think that's kind of what we did to Japan. We de-escalated the war by using the nuclear weapons and got Japan to surrender. It could be that same kind of logic. I don't know. And if that happens, though, I think that it's going to be a retaliation and then, a re, you know, just a chain effect after that. That may be what Putin's threat to use nuclear weapons really imply, but that's not because it follows rigid doctrine, said Bolton. Putin will use nuclear weapons when he feels. The circumstances look appropriate, he added. Uh, An annexation gives Putin excuse for nuke use. That's one reason why Putin was so quick to annex Ukrainian territory in late September, analysts say. It allows Putin to use nuclear weapons to protect what he now said is Russian sovereign territory. Under annexation, Victoria Coates, the former deputy, deputy national security advisor during the Trump administration, told the Epic Times, In Putin's mind, continued Ukrainian fighting is an attack on Russia, added Coates. Thus, the annexation makes a nuclear option more realistic, not less. And unless both sides want to negotiate. Well, and Biden, because he thinks he's such a tough guy, even though he's an old, frail man that, that has people with guns behind him, backing him up. He'll do something stupid. I mean, that's realistically all there is to it. Because he's totally gaffing all the time about all kinds of stupid stuff. It's like, I don't know if he really is... I know, I'm pretty sure he's not controlling this country because he says a lot of stuff that is, like, the truth. And people are, like, hurrying, rushing around, like, oh, let's get him out of here. He's starting to talk. He's starting to talk. Get him out of here. Hey, you, get the camera. Quit filming this. Quit filming him being creepy with these little girls. late at night 745 <laughs> trying to get this out for you for a uh, Friday episode because I know I did some I'm just going to tell you I should have done this right from the beginning so we decided to do a last camp out of the season because it's starting to cool off and I'm glad I did because Utah's west desert during the summer is brutally and sucky <laughs> but the desert also has its own beauty to it. 
So he's in an area of a mining district, and from our campsite, I was just looking over the hillside with my binoculars, and seen this little orange spot of rock, and it was flat on top, and I was like, that looks like a tailing pile from a mine shaft. So I'm like, I'm going to go hike up there and check it out and see what it is. Sure enough, it was a mine. But I got up on there, and it was really close to the top of this ridge anyway, so I decided, well, let's go up and see what's over to the other side. But this mountain's high enough that you could see out into a couple different valleys from it, and it's it's a different type of beauty, and maybe it was just because it was in the the evening, you know, the sun was laying low in the background. The temperatures were perfect, though. I mean, during the day, it was like maybe 75, and just barely a light breeze you know it got a little gusty in the morning a little gusty in the evening but overall it was a wonderful three-day weekend out on the desert and just the colors are changing so up in the higher parts of the mountains you get out of the cedars pine trees and all the the oak trees and all that the leaves are changing colors you know and really giving a color to the landscape and it was just a, it was just fun outing. The kids got to ride the four wheelers around, and it was just a really relaxing. It's like I wish I could just run off to some place in the hills and live there forever. <laughs> but dang it, I gotta you know support family and can't just live off the land like I'd like to because government owns it all or thinks they own it all. They try and run it all into the literal dirt. <laughs> Anyways, you kind of get the whole thing I'm talking about with this actual threats of nuclear war happening uh, on a basic epic annihilation of all mankind and animal life, more than likely. Plant life won't care. Mother Nature itself that way is take care of itself. It force fires, burn it off, it grows back. We build stuff on top of it. It finds a way to grow through it, grow around it, grow over it. Mother Nature does not care what we do. What we do affects us. <laughs> um, Let's see, what else I got here on my little notepad? Oh, yeah. So the uh, other good news <laughs> of Joe Biden, his little quid pro Joe. So... The Saudis are accusing Biden of impeachable offense, which, according to what they've impeached Trump on the last couple times, this goes way beyond him just asking President Zelensky to check into corruption before we give you a bunch of money with no accountability to it. Oh, that's a quid pro. That's a quid pro. He can't do that. Every president has done it. And it was all partisan with the Democrats and, you know, Romney. He's pretty much a Democrat. I don't know how in the heck Utahns elected that moron. But this one, I think might be, this one might be a video, but one of these days I'm going to get some software I can actually download this stuff so you guys can see what I actually... Oh, yeah, I'm not going to... So basically the story is that he went over to Saudi Arabia and he's talking to the prince. He's like, you really need to just uh, 
you need to produce more oil for us, you know, get our gas prices down. And we won't prosecute you for uh, killing that reporter. I don't remember what his name was, Shalenko or I don't know, some weird name. American reporter that they basically found out that the Saudi prince had dismembered. Um, so basically, he had an open letter, I guess, to Biden and the American people about, hey, we are the, the jihad, something, something, and we're going to cut production to you guys even more. And don't try and use me as a political tool for your Democrats to win when everything you've done is said, destroy our oil production. Is that not a quid pro? Right before an election, even? To try and get Democrats to look good? Hey, look, our policies are working. Gas came down 16 cents. From $6 to $5 and something. <laughs> I don't know, it's still hovering up there way too high. Depending on what part of the nation you're in. Um, quickly, I'm going to start going through a few other things here. Um, Kanye West's bank account was shut off. So all his Yeezy apparel money is not going through. I think it was Chase, J.P. Morgan Chase. He's decided that uh, he had some tweets that were supposedly anti-Semitic. And I guess, realistically, they probably are. But we also have two sitting congresswomen that don't have any problem. Ilan Omar, Rashida Tlaib, bashing on Jews and Israel and really being anti-Semitic all the time. And nobody seems to have a problem with them. But Kanye West throws out some tweets there that are you know, they're rough. But at the same time, the public-private partnerships that are going on with the government and banks and these woke corporations to do basically their bidding for them, they decided he was too big of a, a risk and will now be closing your account. So now he has been debanked. And that is exactly what's going to happen with the ESG stuff that they are pushing from the World Economic Forum. Now, you may be thinking if you don't actually research all this stuff that this is a big conspiracy theory. Uh, go to their website, worldeconomicforum.org. I'm pretty sure, something like that. They openly talk about it all over their site. But, you know, where's my tinfoil hat when I need it? Here, put it on here. Cover up my bald spot. <laughs> uh, so don't think. If they're doing this to Kanye, they'll do it to whoever. And personally, I've I've uh, been monitoring these, the whole bank things. So my bank that I normally use, 
decided it was getting bought out by another large bank that is under the disguise of an even larger bank. And I started reading through their policies, through their manual, and started looking at the fees and different things, and they, you know, their terms of service, I guess. And I just pulled all my money out, and I'm closing my account there. So, I'm not, the banks use your money. You deposit money in the bank, it's disappeared. It goes away. They invest it in places that make them money. And then you can go and beg for it back if you want a large sum back. But most of the time, there's not enough cash in a bank to get anything back from them. They're all indebted to the Fed because they've done essentially the crappy policy that got us into the 2008 crisis. Same stupid policies. And uh, I think we're getting really close to heading to one of those things again. Because this the, the droughts, the policies against farmers using fertilizer, the war in Ukraine, the amount of, of grains that aren't being produced right now worldwide, it's all going to come hit somewhere. It's going to hit the poor countries first because they're not going to be able to afford to buy it from the other countries. The wealthier countries are going to buy it up because these countries that are still producing a little bit want the highest price for it. And the food shortages are going to hit these third world countries first. I mean, most of them are starving already. It'll basically, it's going to be a, a pretty bad deal, I think. And this winter is probably not going to be good in a lot of places because that, uh, I think it's the Nord Stream pipeline that mysteriously had some, a couple of leaks hit in it, you know, shutting off Russia's fuel supply to Europe, essentially. Mysteriously, though. Because, you know, fossil fuels are bad. <laughs> uh, those people are already having energy crisis because their governments already have been shutting down nuclear power plants because nuclear bad. We need wind and solar. That is our only salvation. Bunch of robots that don't understand any of that stuff. They are just paid off, I think, by big interests. I mean, there's literally trillions of dollars that are going to be dumped into this ruse of green energy that is not reliable. We have tons of natural gas in this planet that we could tap into and make it cheap for people to heat their homes, use their stoves to cook food, if there is any food. And also, the battery capacities is not clean. Lithium is not clean. It's not clean to mine not clean to try and recycle so I don't know what about this green it's green washing convince everybody that the earth we're all going to die in 12, 10, 5, 4, 50 whatever year they keep trying to tell everybody we're all going to die all the ice is going to melt and we'll all be underwater and 
50 years later, here we are. We haven't lost New York City. New Orleans, we just, it's been sinking forever. <laughs> we just keep building the dikes higher. <laughs> Build bigger pumps to pump the water out. But anyways. Um, what else? Oh, Alex Jones. He's being fined a billion dollars for his damages, I guess. For the uh, Parkland, not Parkland, uh, God, the Delaware, I think it was Delaware. I can't remember. About him basically saying there's a bunch of actors, crisis actors, after uh, Adam Lanza went and shot up that school and then killed himself. So because they can't sue anybody else. I mean, a billion dollars. He doesn't have that kind of money. I think all they're trying to do is get to shut him up. They're not going to shut him up. I mean, basically putting him in the gulag is the only thing that's going to do that. And, you know, given enough time, that's what they're going to start doing with all of us anyways. Um, yeah, anyways, I'm going to end this with elections are coming up. Here in Utah, if you live here in Utah and you have not educated yourself enough on Evan McMullen, yes, ex-CIA agent. That right there knocks him out of the running for me. But Act Blue, look it up. Same organization that took all the donations for BLM. And if you go through their donation list, who they supply money to? Democrats. That's where he's getting all his big, ginormous donations to is through Act Blue. And Mike Lee is the only one that really should be in that. He's constitutional-minded. He's a human. He's not perfect on everything, but he at least tries to use that as his baseline for, you know, keeping this country somewhat sane, if you can call it that. So, also, other key races here in the West, if you live in Arizona... Harry Lake, I think, is your best option there in the great state of Arizona. Uh, what I've watched of her, her, she's the most logical. She's well-spoken. She's been on the news media, so she knows the games they play. And uh, the lady, I think, that's running against her doesn't even want to debate her because I don't think she has anything to stand on. So she's just going to stay quiet. And hope it'll all pass by in her favor. With which, you know, Arizona is a place where the FBI had caught a lot of, well, I don't know how many people, but a few people that were ballot, doing the ballot thing. I don't know if it's ballot harvesting or whatever. Something that's illegal with voting. And they got caught in that movie, The 2000 Mules, if you still have not seen it. I think it's on locals only you have to sign up for locals find Dinesh D'Souza he's got all kinds of different documentaries on there that are actually really pretty interesting this one was the most interesting because he teamed up with True the Vote which are the people that were looking into the abnormalities abnorm abnormalities <laughs> abnormalities of the 2020 election and in these key swing states that you know everybody tries to analyze it out 
that, oh, this is just typical of what happens in these places. You know, the Republicans come in, they vote early, and then later in the night all the Democrat votes come in. Well, yeah, they're coming in through ballot harvesting, and these mules that are running massive amounts of ballots illegally to drop boxes. But we can't talk about that because that undermines our democracy. If you ask questions, you're undermining democracy. <laughs> uh, I know they can't they can't prove it because basically all these ballots have been tossed out, you know, shredded, whatever they do with the ballots afterwards. Despite court orders and different things preserving all this stuff, they did it anyways, and guess what? Nobody has been prosecuted for it. So why do they care? The communists don't care that you call them a communist. They're going to keep being communists. They don't care that you call them hypocrites. They don't care. So, um, I think it's uh, the big race going on in Washington, too, for a Senate seat up there. I can't remember the lady's name, but she seems to be a pretty solid candidate up there. Uh, even Oregon. Oregon governorship, I think. Good candidate up there. I mean, there's a lot of races that could be won up here if people are paying enough attention or getting just sick and tired of the liberal policies that are going on up there that have basically turned a decent place into a hellhole. So, there you go. Election's coming up soon. Get informed. Understand uh, and go vote. Understand who you're voting for and go vote. That's all I can say. So I'm going to end that. I mean, I've got tons of stuff I could keep going on for, but nobody wants to sit there and watch this crappy podcast or even listen to it for six hours. Because, I mean, there's, I've got literally so many freaking articles saved between Epic Times and just clips from Instagram. Of just all kinds of shenanigans. And. Unfortunately. I gotta go. Because. Like I say. I try and keep these a little shorter. To not try and depress you too much. <laughs> we'll give this one a try. Hopefully this video will load up this time. So. Till next time. Thanks for tuning in to the Nielsen Show. And like I say. God. Family. Country. In that order. I don't know what yours are. That's up to you to decide. But that's kind of where my uh, thought process comes from. And uh, till next time. Take it easy. Maybe.